Eli Drinkwitz is throwing out the depth chart this week against North Texas. And is it really true that defenses are starting to lay off the, quote, eye candy of jet motion in the Drinkwitz offense? All this and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thank you once again for making me your first listen each and every weekday. And of course, I got to encourage you to make your second listen today. Locked on Cardinals with Lucas Smith as the St. Louis Redbirds are about to take on the Dodgers tonight in the wild card game. I'm certainly going to be tuning into that. And of course, on this program, you're here to hear about the Missouri Tigers and Eli Drinkwitz met with the media yesterday prior to Tuesday's practice. Also, Case Cook and Grant McInnes did as well. But you know what? One thing we talked about on the previous program was a viral moment, an internet viral moment. Yeah, we got we to gotta make that distinction, right, in the COVID-19 era. No, not a virus moment, but no, a moment that went viral on Twitter, other places on social media where Tennessee takes a bigger lead against Missouri. I believe it. They made it 35 to 10 at this moment, a screen pass. They throw it into the end zone, 35 yards. Well, Ennis Rakestraw, just a a lack of effort, frankly, on the end of this play. No effort at a tackle whatsoever. And after the game, Drinkwitz said that he didn't really see much of a lack of effort following that game. But after having a chance to review the film, well, he might have had a different opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of plays that effort was an issue. Um, and so that that's going to be addressed. And that, that'll be addressed uh, today. Um, you know, and, and I think, um, you know, I, I think the cautious, not cautious, but the thing that's prudent to me is that it wasn't just a defensive issue. We didn't play well enough on offense. We had too many penalties. We didn't block well on the perimeter. We, we – self-inflicted wounds, turn the football over, things that were uncharacteristic. And so that's uh, all of that stuff is, is is stuff that needs to be fixed. Well, there's no doubt it was more than just the defense for sure. But when it comes to Eli Drinkwitz, and he explicitly said that he's throwing out the depth chart this week in practice, this is going to be much more like fall camp where – hey, it's all the positions are wide open and whoever plays the best this week in practice, according to Drinkwitz, will be getting the action in the football game this Saturday. And again, with that lack of effort on that one play, I think you almost have to make an example of what Ennis Rakestraw did. Not necessarily make an example of Ennis Rakestraw the kid because Honestly, I thought that play was out of character for him. I thought he's made plenty of good hustle plays, including in the Tennessee game, by the way, where he ran down the 92-plus-yard touchdown run. 
he did everything he could to make a play at the end there, but it just seemed like Rakestraw was disheartened. Not making an excuse for him on that particular play, I just don't want people to suddenly give up on the young man because of one bad moment. And it certainly was a bad moment, one that might cost him some playing time this week, that's for darn sure. Wouldn't be surprised if you see somebody else starting at corner on Saturday. But as for the offense, obviously Drinkwitz was not pleased with the offense. I'd say this was their worst performance of the season this past Saturday. But I got to take issue with something that Jeff Gordon, a columnist at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch said. He said, quote, Drinkwitz offense has been inconsistent, relying too much on side-to-side action and dink-and-dunk passing plays. Opponents are learning to lay off the, quote, eye candy of pre-snap motions. I don't know. To me, criticizing play calling or the design of the Missouri offense after five games really, to me, misses the point. And acting like, oh my God, this eye candy, all this pre-snap motion stuff. Well, teams have figured that out. I'm sorry, I just don't believe that that's true whatsoever. If you actually look into the National Football League, for instance, there's a heck of a lot of evidence that says that pre-snap motion, play-action fake, defenses have still not figured it out at the professional level. So the idea that, oh, well, the Tennessee Volunteers and all these other Missouri opponents, they've suddenly figured out the Missouri offense, I just don't see that as accurate. Now, obviously, Basilak hasn't been perfect. The Missouri offense hasn't been perfect. But actually, overall, the Missouri offense has been above average, I would say. Have they been elite? No, not at all. They're definitely not an elite unit, but I don't think – Anybody should or did expect Missouri to be an elite offensive unit this year. I think they expected Missouri to be solid offensively, which in my opinion they are. I think what we expected is the defense to not be a complete and utter sieve. So to me, acting like, oh, well, there's too much side-to-side action and the offense has been inconsistent, I just don't really agree with that at all, and I just think – Yeah, certainly this past week was definitely the offense's worst outing, but I think you go back and you really watch the game again, a lot of that problems there was missed blocking assignments and just problems up front and, of course, penalties committed by the offensive line of Missouri, several holding penalties that stalled drives and cost Missouri probably a touchdown on its opening drive, caused them to settle for a field goal. And you know what? Eli Drinkwitz actually added some more color about those Missouri holding penalties. Did he agree with them? Did he think they were bad calls? Well, I'll tell you here coming up. But first, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag, where if you go to their website right now, you'll find that Missouri holding steady as a minus 19-point favorite. Once again, as Krusty the Clown said, I would not touch that line with a 10-foot clown pole. But I did say yesterday that the total was looking pretty enticing. I believe it was 67 yesterday. Well, we're all the way up to 69 now if you would like to bet the over on that game. So obviously, the higher that goes, the less enticing that becomes. But certainly, 
the betting markets have figured out that Missouri's defense leaves a lot to be desired. But I tell you what, betonline.ag is not going to leave anything to be desired because when you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked on. Once again, promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, where the game starts. It was certainly an uncharacteristically penalty laden game for Missouri against the Vols this past Saturday. And in fact, the 96 penalty yards for, for the Tigers were the most so far under Drinkwitz. So was Drinkwitz going to take his opportunity with the media to complain about the officiating? Well, not so much. Yeah, hands outside on the perimeter. Um, being late to, to, you know, in perimeter blocking, being late with our hands, which causes when you're late and they get your hands inside, your hands go outside. Once they make a move, you have arms extended, which is going to be a holding call. Offensive line, uh, you know, there was three holding penalties. All three of them were correct calls. Uh, we have hands outside the framework of the body. So those are things that, that we control. Uh, we got to get it cleaned up. That is actually some interesting insight there from Drinkwitz because so often if you watch instant replays from especially the the broadcast perspective that they give you, you get some really good close-ups sometimes of interior line play and even the receivers on the outside. And you'll notice so often offensive players have – their hands on the defender, and will even be grasping onto the front of their jerseys. And you would think, well, gosh, isn't that the definition of holding? Well, we can sit here and argue about how that play should be called, but the reality is, again, as Drinkwitz was saying, if you can get your arms up inside of the player's shoulders, essentially, you're basically good to go. But if you get it, you start grabbing the outside of their jersey, the guy spins out of it, well they're going to call that a hold every single time. And you saw on instant replay, Drinkwitz is right. That's exactly what they got Missouri for on several occasions. But you know what? Speaking of the offensive line, Case Cook spoke to the media. And as you might imagine, Case was not exactly in the mood to be doing a lot of talking. So he was definitely a man of few words and also a man of no excuses. He was saying that, you know, he saw what I saw. He saw a, a not great performance by his offensive line and being the leader he is, he took all of the blame. And like I said, Case definitely a man of few words, but like a lot of guys on this football team, you can kind of get him to open up a little bit once you get him talking about his teammates. And that's what he did talking about his two tackles, Javon Foster and Hyron White. Yeah, no, Hyron and Javon have been doing a great job all year. Um, you know, they do a great job with their preparation throughout the week. Um, they're dialed into the game plan and they both play really hard with great effort. So I'm really, really proud of the things that Hyron and Javon have been doing on the field and off the field. Um, you know, so and they've definitely earned every bit of it. So they've they've they busted their butt through the off season and for a lot of years to get this opportunity. So I'm really extremely proud of them and happy for them uh, to be getting the success that they've been having. So clearly, to me, Case Cook, just the kind of leader you want on your football team, the kind of teammate that you want. So 
I really do expect to see a, a much better and cleaner performance from this Missouri offensive line on Saturday. And speaking of Saturday, well, of course, there's a lot more than just Missouri and North Texas happening this weekend. So, to all you college football fanatics, I give you prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you're going to love it too, because prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy offering just a tremendous amount of props on all the big-time Power 5 players, as well as mid-major players that a lot of your less knowledgeable friends have probably never even heard of. So show off your knowledge by going to Prize Picks, checking out all the props they have from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked on, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And by Built Bar, which this week is offering its limited time flavor, cookie dough chunk. You know what? I'm a big fan of this flavor, so I'm going to beg you people to go try out some cookie dough chunk. So hopefully, Built Bar will will graduate this flavor from limited time to the starting 10, perhaps. Well, yes, we might go from 10 to 9, but we still have the 9 delicious original flavors. Check them all out at BuiltBar.com. Get a mixed box where you'll get two of each so you can decide exactly what suits your fancy. But regardless, they're all high in protein, low-cal, low-sugar, low-carb. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Mizzou, I'm going to be talking to Sano Valente, who is the host of the Mean Green Show on YouTube. So that should be a fun conversation. Once again, look forward to that in your podcast feed early Thursday morning. But speaking of the mean green, Eli Drinkwitz was asked about North Texas, and here's what he had to say about that club. Yeah, they've got a uh, aggressive multiple front defense. Uh, Phil Bennett's been a defensive coordinator and a head coach um, and, and does a really good job of, of mixing in pressure with zone and He's got both odd and even front, drop eight and zero. So uh, it's a, always a difficult challenge to have an answer for all of it. Um, offensively, they they uh, run a similar style to uh, Tennessee, not near, not as much tempo. But after what happened last week, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't pick it up. Um, RPOs, uh, run pass options, and so uh, it's you know it's a challenge. Every week's a challenge, but. For us, the biggest challenge is, is not, not going to be North Texas. It's going to be us and making sure that we have the right frame of mind and the confidence to play at a high level. So a lot of those quotes were some typical coach speak stuff, right? Like, oh, they run multiple this and multiple that. That's something that seemingly every coach says about every opponent. But the fact that Eli said at the end there, actually, North Texas won't be our biggest challenge. We will be our biggest challenge. Well, 
I think that's a fair assessment. I think that was an unusually honest statement there by Drinkwitz because, again, while North Texas, you look at them statistically, you look at their results so far, nothing to write home about. But if they're going to run the ball between the tackles, uh, I'm worried. <laughs> you have to be. If you're a Missouri fan right now, the Tigers have shown no ability to stop any Division One opponent whatsoever. So again, my God, that 19-point spread. Hey, uh, all my friends out there at betonline.ag, if you happen to be listening to this, you might want to bring that one down a little bit. That's just my advice. Maybe as low as 13.5, something like that, because there's no chance any Missouri fans are taking a 19-point line, right? Surely we're not given 19, but anyway, regardless, the point is, as a Missouri fan, you just have to hope for a win here. I, I, it, it sounds nuts because, again, preseason, every single fan was saying, hey, this is an automatic victory, right? I can't blame you for thinking that. I spent no time analyzing this game whatsoever in the preseason. Well, guess what? We got to start thinking about it now. I got to start diving into some North Texas film, and I got to talk to Sano Valente tomorrow. And by the way, you know it's gone wrong for Mizzou football on defense when even former Missouri basketball player Jarrett Sutton, who has about as careful of a social media presence as I see online, well, when he starts throwing some barbs, you know things have gone wrong. And Jarrett says on his Twitter page, I don't want to hear another word about filling the stands or pressure on fans to attend games. Fans come to games when you win and give your fan base something to be excited about. Support is earned, not given. Until then, stop complaining and show growth to earn fan support. You know what, Jarrett? Uh, I got to say, I, I have to agree with you on this one. And I was definitely one of those people who was saying in the preseason, hey, Mizzou fans, hop on the bandwagon. It's going to get better, even if it's terrible. I shouldn't say terrible. Even if there's if there's peaks and valleys to the improvement, hey, guess what? It's all going to be worth it in the end. But honestly, if you attended that Tennessee game this past weekend, and by the way, that was the smallest crowd of the season so far, just over 45,000, if you were there, I can't blame anyone for not wanting to come back for a while because that was not entertaining football. That thing was over after the first quarter for all intents and purposes. So I agree. We got we got to start earning our way back. I just never imagined in my wildest dreams that Missouri would have literally the worst run defense in all of FBS football. That just wasn't on the cards to me in the preseason. But you know what? With all that being said, good luck to all you St. Louis Cardinals fans in the audience. I'm a Royals fan, as you might know, but you know what? Easy to hop on the St. Louis bandwagon in the playoffs, especially when the Royals aren't in the postseason, as usual. I hate to say it. So go Cardinals. Hopefully y'all will advance over the 106-win Los Angeles Dodgers. Feel a little bad for the Dodgers, considering how good they were this season, but the heck with it. I hope they go home tonight against Mizzou-made 
Max Scherzer. But once again, thanks for making me your first listening and your second listen. If you want to check out the rest of the Southeastern Conference, make it Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Check it out for free on all platforms, including YouTube. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Thank you.